Is it you have means to travel? I worked my way from place to place. You know, tramp steamers and such. But I won my ticket on Titanic here in a lucky-handed poker. A very lucky hand. All life is a game of luck. Hmm. A real man makes his own luck, Archie. Right, Dawson? And you find that sort of rootless existence appealing, do you? Well, yes, ma'am, I do. I mean, I've got everything I need right here with me. I've got air in my lungs and a few blank sheets of paper. I mean, I love waking up in the morning not knowing what's going to happen or who I'm going to meet, where I'm going to wind up. Just the other night, I was sleeping under a bridge, and now here I am, on the grandest ship in the world, having champagne with you fine people. I'll take some more. I figure life's a gift, and I don't intend on wasting it. You never know what hand you're going to get dealt next. You learn to take life as it comes at you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. This is Jay. It's Welly. Shout out to everybody that's listening on SoundCloud, listening on iTunes, listening on Google Play. If you are listening, go rate and review us. Five stars. You give us anything less than just an asshole. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, like damn, you listened to the show and, and didn't feel it was five stars? That's messed up. Well, I mean, if you make it to the end, I mean, I guess you could, you know, have that opinion. It's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that great, but... Understandable. Yeah. What's good? No, <laughs> what's not good? <sighs> that was okay. Everything's everything's good. You sure? I'm I'm living life like everything's good. Okay, okay. You believe it. You okay. can achieve it. Because you haven't got paid in a while, right? <laughs> Bruh. So I get my check hit on Saturday. It was okay. supposed to hit Saturday, right? Okay. When I get a direct deposit, I get a text message at 7 30. Okay. I ain't wake up till nine. I roll over, I look at the phone, I say. Damn. I know, I know. Damn. Messed up part about it was my car note is also due on Saturday. So Damn. I was like, oh, get this check. This is my car note check. So if you see your boy on the metro, just know. Just know. Repossessed. Just know. Damn. It's it's crazy, man. I mean people always when as we talk about this government shutdown, I want to say we're either on day twenty three or day twenty four, which is it makes it the longest in history, which is not relevant to me neither, you know, here nor there. But um, um, I guess if I really think about this episode, I guess this episode in all could be kind of problematic just based on the topics we have in store. But I feel like it's good to start with this topic and then get it out of the way because people don't really like to hear about politics when they listen to the No Boundaries podcast. Um, and that a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't really, you know, tend to fuck with either side. You know, we kind of have that moderate sense of worldview, which with, to our, me, with our limited knowledge of the politics. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and with that being said, I mean, I'm looking at it like right now, like when I want to say when the last government shutdown happened, which was last year, which was it lasted like a weekend. Maybe. Yeah, it wasn't long at all. It wasn't long at all. And um, there was no fear of not getting paid. Exactly. Exactly. And even when um. I was uh, talking to you know our barber, you know his uh, and I believe his uh, his fiance is is a, a TSA agent. I have I have a couple of uh, close friends that are TSA agents or work um, in the airport, and that's a um, that's a field that tends to get talked about a lot because I want to say you know you know a lot of people don't have friends that are bank auditors, 
<laughs> just you know. But then a lot of friends have you know a lot of people have friends that are you know work for the post office. That doesn't get talked about a lot. That motherfuckers still running their routes. Bro, the crazy thing is, I was still going to work of under the assumption that I was going to get paid because we don't we're not funded by the government. Like we, the banks pay assessment fees, and that's how we get paid. Okay. But the people that process our checks are paid by the government. Ah, and that's how and that's how it is for um some of my friends that that they work on the uh the ramps of an airport, but they don't work for the airport. They work. For they're contracted, okay, but that contractor they get paid by the airport, so we can't give you any money if the airport's not getting any money. Right. Which, all in all, I bring this up to say that it's all a scheme. It, it, we all know taxation is theft to, to begin with. So, with that being said, I say taxation is theft just based on the fact. Just think about all that money lying around that could be used to fulfill this need for average everyday citizens to get paid. Like it's possible. Even 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 though I'm not a wall supporter, there are other ways of going about getting this wall. There are a lot of people out there that don't know that, you know, in your in the taxes that you pay, you fund a wall that's in that's in the Middle East right now. You never you never even seen that wall before. But in the Middle East right now, there is a wall that is up that is being protected by or being governed by US soldiers. And we're paying for that. And the arguments about you know walls being dumb and walls aren't necessary it's just, it's all retarded because I pretty much spent most of my weekends just like looking looking at the back and forth on this stuff. Both sides have compelling arguments, but for the most part, it's still it's still a tug of war of stupidity. Like you you're putting one side Republicans are looking at it like well. We want a wall because we care about the people that are inside, and we love the people that are inside here. We want to keep them out of, you know, out of harm's way. All right, that's bullshit. We know that. You know, it's virtue signaling. You're you're trying to give me this uh, sympathetic argument to really make it seem like you care about the people here, but in actuality, you really fear the people on the outside. You know, people don't people don't put up you know fences and stuff because they necessarily oh I love my family I want to keep my family protected. Uh, that's not always the case. You, you love your family, but you're just as scared as what could happen if you leave your door open. Because, I mean, in the 50s and 60s, it was no problem leaving your door open. But now that you, that you fear the outside world that you live in, and a lot of Americans are very, very terrified, depending on the neighborhood they live in, they're very, very terrified of what, it would, ha- what would happen if, damn, if I left my garage door open overnight, overnight and I was at work. How many people out there really feel like if they left their door unlocked to their house that it wouldn't come back, you know, kicked in no it's not a lot of people that live live freely like that like and that's just the reality of an everyday american based on where you live i mean the thing the thing about fences and walls is, is they're there for two things mm-hmm. they're there to keep something in or to keep something out exactly plain and simple it's that simple and and, and on the democrat side i look at them like i mean i understand you don't want to put 5.4 billion dollars to fund a wall but we spend money on dumb shit every day the dumbest of shit you know and, and not only that Democrats can't dare say they give a fuck about the everyday citizen when it's I can give Democrats the respect like this as far as this goes. They have a belief, they stick to it, they stand their ground. They're not finna bend or fold for Trump. On the other hand, Obama Obama had to do the same thing in order to get Obamacare passed. Had to do a government shutdown. The government shutdown lasted 19 days. He got what he wanted. You know why? Because re- Republicans are negotiators. Republicans are are, are they they bend a little bit easier. But Democrats, I mean, low-key, they're kind of soulless and they don't give a fuck. So the people out there that aren't getting food stamps, people out there that aren't going to get WIC, 
the people out there that don't you know don't know when the next paycheck is coming you just have to realize that you're a pawn and 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 neither side really cares about you because you're just a piece on the chessboard that hey if enough of these pieces start falling over i mean maybe we might fold but it doesn't hurt my paycheck because they're still getting paid i think the democrats realize this it's like oh we don't have to break we'll just keep throwing it in the face that the republicans are out here hurting you know, citizens that work for the country and they will fold because they're known to compromise. Exactly. Because they're negotiators. And if you're looking at that in a realistic mindset, it will kind of make you think, well, in that case, you know, you know, the Democrats tend to not really give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality. And I'm not I'm not here to take either side because I don't have to because I think, you know, both sides are monsters because just knowing that. It's people out there that are depending on their income taxes in the next couple of months, and they might not get them. Is is enough for both sides to just be like, all right, we had enough of this. You know, everyday citizens are being hurt, and you know, it's people that might get evicted, which is probably not going to happen, just based on the fact that it's so many, it's so many uh, contracts, and it's so many ways to, um, I want to say, not necessarily get the back pay, but to establish with. Businesses that hey, this payment will come, but due to the government shutdown. You understand shutdown. my situation exactly. I mean, people. I mean, people that go into these jobs, they know, they know what's up. Like they know the likelihood. Hey, if a shutdown happens, this does affect you. Some people do know that off, off, off top. Some people don't. Some people are unsure. Some people think, well, uh, maybe they can, you know, get it from the treasury, or maybe there is ways to circumvent me not getting my paycheck. And there are ways. That's why I say taxation is theft because there's plenty of money out there to, to. Um, to stop these travesties from happening. But the reality is that I believe the Democrats aren't, I believe the Republicans aren't going to fold until the, uh, the liberal media starts posting people getting kicked out of their homes because they can't make payments Yeah. or, or people living under the bridges talk about Trump open back, open the uh, government back up. Like that's what it's going to take. But like, I, like I told you, like, He's going to get what he wants eventually. Eventually. He's going to get his it's, way. It's, it's I mean, other ways to do it, though. Uses, uses some something some kind of form to get their way. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, how Bush went about his way to get the war in Iraq, but he wanted the war in Iraq, and he did things that made sure that he got his way. You it watch. happens. You Obama got Obamacare. He got his way. You got to watch Vice, bro. <laughs> you got to watch Vice, man. Big Dick Cheney, bro. Like <laughs> George Bush was never the president. Really? Nah, man. He never was. He never was a president. I mean, that that movie pretty much puts that out there. The only reason Dick Cheney didn't become the president was just based on the fact that he he moved out of the he moved out of the political sector to go to the private sector, obviously to to get into Halliburton and become the CEO there. And he was living a you know a, a nice life. He had no reason to actually come back into politics except for to to he wanted to know to what extent he can push his presidency. He mm-hmm. could push the presidential seat. He's like, damn, the most powerful seat in the world? How far can we go with this? It's on some House of Cards type shit. Bruh. I've never watched one episode of House of Cards, but you never know. It might be, might be you know, some theory based, based on him. Yeah, but Dick Cheney more. Dick Cheney is the, is the, um, is the guy that niggas like Frank Lucas wanted to be. You know, niggas like, you know, motherfucking Pablo Escobar wanted to be. Like, they wanted to be that guy that was more of a of a myth than anything. But the fact of the matter is, this guy is very real and terrifying. 
And yeah, that that's my recommendation for the uh, for the week. For I this guess. episode, Vice, Vice definitely. I mean, even if you're not in the politics, I think Christian Bell, all the awards that he's going to get, he he deserves them. Like he, I, I forgot it was Christian Bell after a while. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, you know, he morphed into a role. It was kind of like um, uh, Gary Oldman did the the last good hour when he played uh, Winston Churchill. I forgot it was Gary Oldman. Yeah, you know, that's just. When you, when you're a good actor, bro, like you could you you could channel so many different, you know. You're how, not one dimensional. You're not one dimensional. Like you're not. So-and-so. I can only play this tough guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, or I can only play a good guy. And when I try to play a bad guy, you only see the good guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but whatever. Check it. Check the movie out. I think it, I think it taught taught me a lot because pretty much everything that I ever knew about the Bush era was all gossip and rumors, but. It shed some decent light to it. You know, I was like, oh, okay, okay. It makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I mean, where were you when uh, 9-11 happened? I was in the seventh grade. Oh, that's right. We, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, you were in the seventh grade. And I think most people do know where they where they were when the 9-11 happened. And if you're listening right now on SoundCloud and you know where you were when 9-11 happened, drop that comment. I, I'm just curious to see if people actually remember. Because I know that a recent poll went up. And somebody asked, well, what is the most memorable moment, you know, in American history? Was it the JFK assassination or, you know, I also 9/11? vaguely remember the Oklahoma City bombing. Vaguely. I don't remember where I was at, but I vaguely remember that. Damn. Really? Yeah. How old were you on that Oklahoma City bombing, bro? <sighs> Six? What year was that? God, I thought that was 92 or 94. Was it? I, I was going to guess 96. Oh, but okay, no, okay. They, was it the same? Because they had an Olympic bombing in 96, too. That was in Atlanta. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was the year the Olympics were in Atlanta. But it, anyway, I vaguely remember. Like, I don't remember where I was at, but I remember seeing it on TV. And I remember seeing all the carnage and it just be on TV, you know, all day long. Where were you when uh, Trayvon Martin, when you heard about Trayvon Martin? I don't remember where I was at. I was that 2013? Yeah, I was at work. I used to work overnight. I was at work. Mm-hmm. I heard about that shit, and I was like, "Damn!" I seen like, and I just I remember how I just got twisted into a conspiracy theory, and I was like, "Damn!" But I, that was one of I think that was one of the last cases that I really kind of really cared about. I remember arguing with with one of my friends, and she this was throughout the whole trial and and everything, and she was um I, I want to say she I don't want to say she's heavy Republican, but. But anyway, she was like, you know, oh, I, she's like, I probably would have did the same thing that Zimmerman, Zimmerman would have done. And I was like, so you would have shot somebody randomly that's in your neighborhood, not on your property, but just in your, your neighborhood. It's like, that's like, that's like, he could have been lost for all, you know, it's like, oh, he don't belong here. I'm shooting. And then even Damn. with that, like, hey, you were given orders to stand. I, never mind. Look, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. What, what are we talking about this week? Oh, I have no, I have no movie recommendations or or Netflix recommendations. Cause <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been trying to get through Breaking Bad. Wow, I'm almost through Breaking Bad. I'm like at the end of season four. I got one more season left. It still feel overrated. I still feel it's overrated. You watch it I mean, too late. I mean, it's decent. I mean, like it's 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 captivating, and like people say, oh yeah, it kept me on the edge of my seat, you know, because you want to know how he got into this mess, how he's gonna get out of it, and maybe if I would have watched it in that time, in that time, sort of like Game of Thrones, probably. By the time I watch Game of Thrones, I probably won't care about it. Yeah, like if I would have watched it in that time, I could see myself waiting. Hey, you know, damn, I can't wait to see what happens next week. But for me to like being able to sit here and binge it all, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, it's something. Something cool to put on in the background. I've taken naps on some some episodes and stuff like that. But 
Overall, and for some odd reason, I like to compare it to Sons of Anarchy because when people say, oh, Breaking Bad is the best show on TV, and I was like, no, Sons of Anarchy is, but I was watching Sons of Anarchy live, basically. So I was waiting, you know, next week this comes on, this week, next week this comes on. And that's actually one of the one of the series that I could go back and watch over from the jump. Okay, okay. Just because I liked it so much. I know, I know uh, Sean from um, When We Feel Like It, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he didn't like Breaking Bad either. Um, I think I don't think Lupe Fiasco like Breaking Bad either. <laughs> I remember watching some of Lupe Fiasco. He was he was mad because he was like, if it was a black person in that role, if it was like black, like he he basically on some of that that shit. But I understood where he was coming from. But I'm like, come on, man, like we got power now, so it's like really hard to say that. I mean. We 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 all know that there are drug dealer shows out there or drug dealer movies out there that we that have become a, a part of our culture. It is what it is. I think the thing that I liked the, the most about Breaking Bad was when I saw it, I knew nothing about it except for that it was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and most people know how I feel about Albuquerque, New Mexico. But um, I felt like that was unique in the fact that he was a teacher. Yeah. So it was just it was, oh this he's a teacher. I'm like, what's he up to? I'm like, oh okay. All right, you know. Were, were you a teacher at that time? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. And um, and then and then I I see year, years down the line you have uh you know show, shows like Ozark that are out, and I, I still haven't watched Ozark, um just because I people tell me that it's so good I just want to be I want to be able to make sure that I can watch it and fully pay attention to it. And I I gotta be in the mood for something like that, and I just happened to be in the mood to watch Breaking Bad when I watched it because sometimes there's certain shit I just don't want to watch sometimes, and I, I finished you in three days. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. I don't think that I necessarily want a season two. I don't need a season two. It's gonna, it's gonna I mean, they're gonna take it a different direction. I could tell from the ending, but I mean, it's kind of like he's a fucking murderer. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't eventually rot in jail, I don't really care. And then I mean, it could have it could have ended. He I mean he basically spawned another murderer. Spoiler alert to low key. Just saying, you yeah, know. Yeah. But anyways, the, I guess I, it got me thinking because you had sent me a text message earlier about, you know, if somebody's under 50 or well, somebody's under 45, they shouldn't be a Tupac fan. I didn't say they shouldn't be a Tupac fan. Okay. Would so, I say that they that shouldn't be their favorite artist? That did shouldn't be that? their favorite artist. My bad. You did say that. Yeah. You said their favorite artist as a person under 45 shouldn't be Tupac. Yeah. That, that, was, that was my philosophy because you have to go back and catalog Tupac. Okay. When you're under 45, kind of like you have to go back and catalog Michael Jackson. You have to go back and catalog Elvis. Okay. And to me, music has to touch me right now. Okay. And I, I've said that numerous of time, numerous times. Like it's 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 without a question, Jay Z is my favorite artist, and that's mm-hmm. because a lot of his music catalogs my life, and I caught it live. Like when the Black Album came out, it caught me in a point of my life live. Like, gotcha. I didn't have to go back and say, oh, yeah, what happened in 1996 to this guy applies to me in 2003. So you, you're not saying that. You're basically saying, like, how can you say this fa- This is your favorite artist in, in the aspect of relating to a person, but you can't say that he makes some of my favorite music, but oh, yeah, my definitely. favorite artist. Like, I can, I can, re- I I can recite full Tupac songs. Like, of course, of course. I'm, I'm a fan, but, like, you know, to me, when it comes to my favorite, I, I determine favorites based on relatability. I think most people should. I mean, you know, music is subjective, but I think most people should. But granted, I, I've never sold any kind of drugs like Jay Z or you know. That's not the bulk of his career, though. No, no it's not the bulk. Even in the transition of his career, like you know, me and Jay Z are on two different sides of the spectrum or whatever. Yeah. But you know, there's some rela- some relatability of like, oh, I was ending my career 
at this time. I was ending a point in my life at this time, you know, moving into a different stage of my life at this these times. And he was know, there with you. Coincided. So you was putting on the button ups when he was talking about throwing away the jerseys, huh? I, no, I didn't throw my jerseys away. You wouldn't throw the balls away. You kept them hoes. I kept them hoes. Oh, okay. I got some badass okay. jerseys. Wow. I don't think I've ever, like I said, you know, I don't hate Jay-Z, but I think, I think I've never really been, I don't know what artist I probably really appreciated that was like real braggadocious, except maybe T.I. in his prime. Like, I never really, I never, none of the artists I really care for, you know, bragged about things. That's why I never was really a Biggie fan. Yeah, I mean that's all Biggie was. Yeah, I appreciate their music, but I, to to say that that's my favorite artist, most likely, if you pay attention to my favorite artist, it was more about the music and, and lyricism rather than you know, and and within lyricism, what the fuck they were talking about, mm-hmm. and none of the rappers that I really just appreciated were, like I said, they were braggadocious, like, and I feel like that's what hip hop is all about now, like that's all hip hop is now. A majority of the artists are highly braggadocious, and the ones that aren't. They're really not. They're really not popping like that. I I still think that you know from time to time. That's why J J Cole gets his Grammy snubs because people people that really don't give a fuck about current hip hop right now. I mean, people that don't really understand hip hop in whole in whole, and they really just only listen for the boom bap. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not checking for J Cole. They want XXX. They want Takashi. They want Travis Scott. You know what I'm saying? They want Future, Cardi B. You know that's that's the culture now. It's it's fucking sad, but it, can it is what can it you is. imagine what the crowd's gonna look like at the rodeo with Cardi B? Bruh, bruh, I just I don't understand it. They somebody told me the rodeos are PG thirteen. The music is usually PG thirteen. I mean, the artist does like a thirty to forty five minute set. Like it's not a long set, and yeah, it's pretty PG thirteen. So, and I've seen her recent concert performances where she's like humping the stage and kind of stuff like that. And, like, I don't think they're going to let that fly at the rodeo. I think they're going to, you know, tone that down a lot. I I, I personally think that there's a somewhat some hypocrisy there. I don't really know what the rodeo stands for, to be honest with you. Uh, that may be something I bring back on the next episode. But if I were to just take a shot in the dark, I would definitely feel, I definitely feel like even looking at that roster, I think the only reason Cardi B made it on that list is because she has, she's cross-cultural. And the the rodeo, if people are not familiar with the rodeo in Houston, is definitely not, to me, catered to black people. But it's, it's that black night. You get your black night, basically. And the artists that are performing on that night, who are they, bro? Like... I saw Cardi B and some other artists I ain't never even heard of. Compared to in the past, you had Mary J, a John Legend. I think we had Timberlake before, right? Ugh. Or Robin Thicke? It was Robin Thicke. Was Robin Thicke on Black Knight? I, I don't know what Black Knight is. That sounds racist as fuck, but... <laughs> it's, it's, literally, it's, it's, it's like, it's one, it's basically Black Knight at the rodeo. Um, Jesus Christ. Where you get a, I, last year it was um, Leon Bridges. We went last year. It was oh, Leon I like Bridges. Leon Bridges. He was here. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, he's real good. Oh, yeah. Leon Bridges is nice, man. You ever listen to his album? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, did. dude, dope. I ain't know nothing about him until that Richard Sherman commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty nice, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, once again, if I was to take a shot in the dark, I would think that there's more racism oh, tied. Black Heritage Day. Oh, my God. Really? But they do have a go Tejano day, too. So She should she can perform on that day. She's not Tejano. She, she ain't black. Yeah, she's not black. <laughs> What's a Tejano? I don't know. I know Santana's coming. I I, I hope I I wanted to see Santana. 
But I don't think he's. Um, he, hey, I need you to Google Tejano. I don't know what the fuck that is, and I've been in Texas for a long time. I still don't know what that is. I just figured out what Tex-Mex was not too long ago. Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I, you, thought you, I, you thought you were eating that real? I I I, I didn't know that there was a cow, a cow mix. Tejano, a Mexican American inhabitant of Southern Texas. So literally every Mexican. <laughs> I mean, this Every, is their fucking I mean, state. why is it southern Texas? Why can't it just be all of Texas? This is their state. <laughs> it was colonized by Europeans. Goddamn, the goddamn colonizers. How the fuck did that happen? And they just accept it? Wow. We just accept Black Heritage Day. Hell yeah. I don't got no parts of Black Heritage Day, bro. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> but man, I mean... I'm not even going to go down that road. I just found it interesting that she's going to perform with the rodeo and not the Super Bowl. I guess because, uh, I guess the rodeo cut a better check. But to me, I mean, they're, they're both probably just as racist or stereotypical or prejudiced to only put you on one day. She, is she the head? Is there a headliner for rodeos? Oh, yeah. There, there's the closeout. Um, who's the closeout? George How come Strait? she couldn't be the closeout? George Strait? Who the fuck? George Strait? Bro, George Strait. I know who George, George Strait is. I'm just saying, legend. really? George Strait. Seriously, and that's, that's like there's no even there's not even a rodeo that night. That's just him performing only. Like wow, oh George, that is amazing. I'm sorry, I wouldn't want to be want to be on the same ticket as George Strait as a younger up and comer. Uh, Los Tigres del Norte are on Go Tejano Day. Mm. Mm. I've never heard. Of so that. every other night is White Night. Uh, basically. Wow. Basically. Interesting. Super Bowl for everybody, right? Allegedly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Allegedly. Eighty percent of the field gonna be black. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. And depending on who gets to the Super Bowl, oh, that's all white coaches now, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. But uh, enough of that, man. Other than that, you had a you had a you had a, you had a solid week, bro. Yeah, solid week. Solid week. Did you did you take advantage of the fact that you woke up every day? Yeah. Did you did you did you did you have any complaints about this week? I didn't. That's good. That's I good. didn't actually. Like I I didn't complain about going to work. I might have complained about being at work. Of course. But I didn't complain about going. We all do. You know. But you know I was like, who wants to work? Know, get up, go to work. I'm here. I did my work. I actually got ahead in my work. So you know. I had a, I had a nice week actually. Okay. Looking looking back, I had a very good week. So 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 for the most part, January is has been been nice to you. Yeah yeah, I, I fucked with it, except not getting paid. But you know, <laughs> other than that, everything's been good. Yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, man, shout out to all my my federal employees out there that are struggling right now, probably because they gotta live um, based on a on hope. P O P, hold it down. <sighs> I can't help you. Hopefully, if you start a GoFundMe, you know, your friends that are, you know, really rocking with you, they, they you know, put some money into that GoFundMe. Uh, I ain't even starting to GoFundMe. My cash app is still on my IG program. Uh, That's cool. That cash app should work. That just cash send me some money. I'm not going to give it to you back. Yeah. Just, just yeah. We all got our own struggles out here, bro. It is what it is, man. But, uh, man, we had uh, some polls up this week. Some interesting polls. In my opinion, they were interesting. Mine was completely unintentional. I was just kind of sitting there thinking. I was like, hmm, let me put this up. I like yours, though. I'm going to start with yours. Okay, let's run it. Do you know what yours was on the top of your head? Um, if you are proposed to and the person says no, is the relationship over? And what was your answer? My answer is no, the relationship's not over. Yeah, I went with no as well. 
Why, what, why was your no? <laughs> I mean, I, I really went with no just to be an asshole because I really feel like it's... <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I really feel like it's a hard yes, but it's situational. I mean, let's take a scenario. By, by the way, 57%. 57%? No. Okay, okay. 50%, 57% said no. Right. Continue this relationship on. is not over. Okay, okay. Um... So we could just, for, to be fair, we could just think, we could, we could still look at it like it's 50-50 if I was just not being, I mean, yeah. Well, if yeah. I was really. But um, I look at this scenario. Um, typically in, in America, the woman is getting proposed to. That's probably going to change in the years or so. Um, but typically in America, the woman is being proposed to. And I feel like in modern America, there aren't too many men out there that just genuinely jump up feeling like, man, I'm ready to get married. And that's just something they want to do. And I feel like the modern man, by the time he's about to set this shit up to ask this question, he's pretty confident in the answer. He's pretty confident in the answer because more than likely he's put the perfect situation together in order to get that yes. Because that's how that's why we had this game night and invited so many friends and family because I know that they're going to record this and we're about to get a yes, you know? So the reason I look at it as a yes, genuinely a yes, it's over because I don't see people walking into that situation without some certainty. That's just, you know, I mean, real, realistically. And I feel like if a man is walking into that situation unknowingly, meaning he's only been scenario two, he been, he's been dating a girl, a little less than a year. He, he's not really good at seeing signals. He's not aware of the fact that, you know, she's possibly cheating. She's already kind of, you know, halfway in, halfway out. They never even had a conversation about marriage. He doesn't even really, they don't have real conversations. And then he's kind of like Joe Goldberg <laughs> on some, you know, low key on some stalker shit, kind of obsessive. And, you know, she's still trying to get her life together. And by the time he asked the question, She's like, hold on now, double back, no, but then I can understand that situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, you could continue on from there. Because at that point, more than likely, some adult conversation is going to take place and nobody has to, you know, feel like a dick. But like I said, it's, it's kind of situational. I don't think it necessarily needs to be over, but for most guys out there that I know that they'd rather stay on the market and live a, a life guilt-free... Because he's not cheating on their wife, you know, not doing no bullshit. They're going to stay single as long as they can. And they're not going to pop that question until they know that I'm going to sit you. A guy that's in a relationship with a girl and her family members are pressuring it. She's implying it. I'm pretty sure she's going to say yes. Unless some fuck shit happened between that time. But yeah, that's my opinion. See, me, in my opinion, I don't give people any credit for having any kind of common sense. Yeah, we know why. And and so that's why I was like, it's not over because it could be a number of things and a lot of the a lot of the feedback I got into my inbox was, you know, hey, it depends. It depends. And I and I agree because I mean, well, first of all, everything really depends. But second of all, what if what if I'm proposing and she's like, No, it's some shit that I still need to work on on myself before I say yes? Or what if it's me and it's like, no, you know, she wants to get married. It's like, no, I need to work on some stuff for myself to be prepared to be this husband that you want or that you deserve. What if I'm still out here, you know, thotting and bopping, yeah. you know? And yeah, I do want to marry you, but I got to get this all the way out of my system first. 
I don't want to. I don't want to be with anybody but you. Because I've had conversations with guys that'll say, you know, yes, I, I, I entertain these hoes, but I let them know that you know you're not going anywhere. Like my girlfriend or whoever I'm with, that's who I want to be with. Like I've had these conversations with guys, and and you know, and I mean, men wearing shit. Man, fuck you, Ed. Um, <laughs> sorry, phone call. Not, shout out to my boy Ed. But anyways, like it's a it's a it's a thing of I need to get ready, or you need to get ready, or we need to get ready. So it may be a no for now, but a, a no may not be permanent. Because I might tell you yes and say, but until but before we get married, we need to work on this, and then we start working on this shit, and it seem like okay, no, this isn't gonna come to fruition. Like it's not gonna go, so we need to call the engagement off. Yeah. So, I mean, it just all depends on where you where you're at in that moment is whether you need to say, yes, this is for me right now or no, this isn't for me right now. Like, I love you, but do I want to be married? Because some people just don't want to be married. Some people will be with you forever and they just don't want to get married to you. I, me, per, like I say, I, I, I support all marriages, gay marriage, heterosexual marriage, whatever. I just I just don't feel it's something that I ever want to experience because it's just not a necessity to me because, um, that, that doesn't, I don't, I don't see that that's going to make me any happier. And I feel like most of the things that I do in life is they're either, it's going to either, it's either going to make me happier or bring me peace. And, uh, that's, that's how I live my life. Um, and I think a lot of people that, you know, they get married in one weddings. I mean, that that's going to add to it. Cool. That's fine. You know, that's, that's on them. Um, but, but most, but most of all, I just, I like this. I like this topic. I like that. I like that question. Although it wasn't a question that you know we both came together and you know talked about really hard. I like that question just just based on the fact that I mean, it's something that we're seeing less of. You know, along with you know babies being born. Like it's crazy as it is, but you know people are becoming more selfish and more selfish, and in good reason. I mean, you know, some people just need to you know. Look at life as you know. Shit, it's I need to be about me because most people are about themselves. You know, I mean, people do things with reason a lot of times. It's not everybody out there is not just a fucking idiot. Um, but like you said, um, even even one of the feedback, I'd like to say no, but these days depends on the situation. If you're comfortable popping the question, more than likely it's been discussed. To your point, mm-hmm. like you're you're just not out here randomly popping the question unless you're just that delusional. Joe Goldberg. Yeah, and um. To me, you should know if your partner is ready or not. It would it would also account for the time together and the stability of the relationship. Like you you don't want to propose out of desperation. You're feeling that this relationship's finna end, so I'm gonna propose to keep it going. I mean, in reality, right now, it's funny. It's a conversation I used to have with a girl I used to talk to back in the day, and she would always tell me, you know, I love the fact that a lot of my friends are, are getting married, but it really feels like. Um, it was never a true end game, and they just pressured the man they were with, and that's the only reason they're getting married now. There was no no hating shit. It's just it's the reality. It wasn't. It, 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 it at times it doesn't seem like marriage is a sweet end game anymore. It kind of feels like it's a bittersweet end game. And you know, uh, eventually people they they may feel like, damn, you know, I'm finna propose and shit. Nigga finna get out the game. Blah blah blah. On the other side. It's probably that female probably like, damn, I gotta give up these niggas, you know, that's been doing this for me, cause now I gotta really settle down. And I've always said this, I don't, I don't really, it's, it's only so many minor, as far as you know, societal constructs go, there are only so many differences between men and women. I yeah. mean, it's a whole bunch of biological difference, but societal constructs, like especially now, man, it's, it's, it's far and few. And I tell people all the time, like, 
men want it just as much as women, and women may want it more, you know, so I just, you just never know, and like I said, I don't believe that, although I say there are a lot of men out there that don't just want to get married, I mean, there are a lot of men out there that want to get married, you oh, know, yeah. that's just, it is I've, what it is. I've been in positions where I've, I've been at the bar with, with my boys, and I look and I see, man, y'all, I see y'all out here chasing ass, and you know, y'all just getting rejected and rejected, I text my girl. Babe, I'm so glad I found you because I ain't got to, you know, <laughs> I ain't got to be out here with these cats, you know, doing what they're going through anymore. Yeah. And like yeah. I've talked to married guys that say like, man, you know, I'm glad I found the one that early because, you know, it's rough out here to be single. I, I think it's rough out here to be single if you're if you're not trying to be oh, yeah. a hoe. Oh, yeah. Lord, that, yeah. It's, it's easy to be a hoe. It's easy, but it, it, it's, it could probably be stressful, too, just depending on what type of guy you are. I mean, I've always I've always told people all the time, like I go out and I have a good time. I'm not trying to go out and find one night stands. That's like that's that's not uh, this shit is not a game to me. If I'm going out, I'm one, I'm enjoying the nightlife. I'm enjoying the the social the social scene because I'm I'm probably I'm probably that bored, you know. But other than that, I mean, I feel like if most of the guys I hear that are moderately attractive, know how to keep a good conversation, aren't creeps, there there's always a woman out there for them that or a close friend that they could kick it with. And avoid that that nightlife. It's yeah. not the nightlife is not mandatory for single people. You know, I mean, we 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 see single people out here now traveling by themselves, enjoying life. Like, and a lot of people get it into their mind that oh, I'm single and I go out tonight. I gotta bag something. It ain't. You could just go out and have a good time. Definitely. Like that. That's that's what I don't. I, I'm not gonna say I don't understand it, but it's like you know. Of course, you want to go out. You want to interact with the opposite sex, but you know your night isn't a failure if you didn't you know take somebody home for a one night stand or if you didn't get a number or anything like that. You can go out, have a couple of drinks, have a good conversation, and go home and be like, hey, this was a good night out. Definitely, definitely. Um, that's yeah. I wouldn't even think about having that conversation when <laughs> when I saw this question, but. It, it 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 makes you think. It makes you think. Um, Cause I usually when I think about marriage, it's either yes or no. But I mean, the reality is, marriage is marriage is definitely an important staple in American culture and human culture in general. Because when when somebody finds the one, they te- they definitely want to lock it down in in more ways than another. Than, than another. And I feel like marriage isn't the only way, but it's the more um, mainstream way. To, to show the world, like, okay, this is mine. And, uh, you, you know, I, we can go on forever about this. But, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure mo- a lot of the feedback you got um, would, show, would, would tell you a lot about a person's personality oh, yeah. as well. Uh, sort of like the question I put up. And the, uh, <laughs> the question I put up was low-key a trick question. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, once again, just, just being myself, just seeing what people are going to respond to. I'm actually, I'm actually um, sort of shocked by the results. Just because I feel like... I kind of am too, actually. Yeah, and it's really only because I feel like a lot of the people that we deal with, a lot of the answers I got, to me, would tell me that... that, Well, basically, the answers I got to me just show me that a lot of people we know are messy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Plain and simple. Bottom line. The the question was, what's, what's easier in your opinion, in your honest opinion, one, telling your friend they are being cheated on because you witnessed it. Or two, telling your friend that you slept with their potential mate. And 71% said they'd be more comfortable saying, hey, you know, the dude that you're trying to be with is a cheater. I seen him. I seen the, the dude that you are with is yeah, a cheater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I say See, potential. my answer was like, your potential mate. I'm going to tell you that I hooked up with your potential exactly. mate. Exactly. And I... 
Because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you ahead of time, I'm giving you that space to make that decision. So if I tell you ahead, oh, by the way, me and old girl hooked we up hooked back up before. in, you, you know, and if you cool with that and y'all go forward, that's, you know, that's it. Because you're not going to find it out later and be looking at me sideways. Exactly. And only 29% were, were willing to say that, you know, including you. But why? <laughs> because, because these people, whether they want to admit it or not. They're they're more comfortable, it, and I don't. I mean, messy may be a strong word, but they really feel like they're saving the day by saying, "Oh, you know, I I, I, I see, see so and so cheating. I see so and so cheating." Out there, you know, we here and boom, I took these pictures of him. It's messy. Like pull, the, get the cheaters van out. Like you, <laughs> these people are probably fans of the cheater show. Like that's messy to me, and a lot of that. A lot of that. And I actually talked about it off air with Pineapple. And she basically said a lot of that has to go with the fact that people are not open with their sexual lives, even if they've been heavily sexual. People want to people want to walk around as if, you know, we just lost our virginity. We just lost our virginity. Oh, I'm, I'm this super Christian now. or I'm this super Muslim, this super whatever. And my past sex life is nobody's business but mine. Um, well, to an extent, that's not that's not true because if you're really a friend to somebody, and 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 this, I don't believe that the people are saying that they would never tell somebody that they had a body, but I really feel like if you face with those two options, the fact that you're saying that that's easier, I think that says a lot about your personality, and I feel like somewhat you you probably find that to be either you feel heroic in that moment or you're just messy. You know, and I and I and I, I appreciate me personally. I appreciate the people, even though if I'm dealing with a woman and I knew that you know she slept with this guy, you know, once or she had a sexual relationship with him that you know spanned it maybe six months. I can't, I, I can't demonize her for that. It's not like my my sexual past is is fucking squeaky clean. Or even if you're dealing, oh man, she was with this guy for six months. I don't even know how she was, you know, sleeping with this guy, whatever. Well, who were you sleeping with that six months? Exactly. Like, were, were you just sitting there celibate? Like, I mean, if you were, then hey, that's all good and well for a you. Lot, but it's like, <laughs> we're, we're adults. And even, even with that, speaking on myself, like, I don't want to know unless it's an issue. Like, if, if we in the same spot and some guy, you know, you hooked up with is here, let me know. Because if he come up all hugging you and all extra, oh, you know, hey, and, and I'm thinking, oh, this is just one of your friends. You know, cool. But if it's like, oh, by the way, me and him hooked up, I I feel like that's information I need to know. Because I always tell my girlfriends, like, I'm not going to put you in the same room with somebody I done slept with and you not know. Regardless of regardless of how the interaction goes, I'm going to let you know in case she's looking at you salty, you're going to know why. Like, I'm just not going to put you into that situation. And you're like, I don't know why she was, you know, so mean to me because I thought she was a cool person and everything like that. Oh, she's been mean to you because I, I got them cheeks. You know, like, I'm going to let you yeah. know. And, and that's what's funny to me because even though people are not comfortable with their, that, that, that's the, we want to be this sexually open America now. We want to be accepting of everything. And I, I, I've said this when I was talking to J Mark, like, I believe that we will get to the point where there are certain sexual acts or sexual, you know, deviancies that will be accepted in the next five or 10 years, just based on the fact that we're expected to cater to so many people in this country that have mental illnesses that we're just trying to protect. Like we want to coddle everybody. So in my honest opinion, I feel like we're not, we're doing, we're not being honest with ourselves and that's causing more problems. People know how much of a, 
how uncomfortable it is to know, well, I'm sitting in a room with Jay, you know, I, I've had sex with his girl before, and his girl's probably still flirting with me, or she's uncomfortable around me. Hey, if we just put it out there in the open, maybe we can, we can solve this tension. But people will rather keep that stuff a secret, but still live this lifestyle of sexual promiscuity. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's ass backwards. And we do a lot of shit in America that is ass fucking backwards. And that, that's pretty much what led to, to the, 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 last, um, the last question that I had, just based on, you know, all the talks of um, sexual deviancy, de- deviancies. I mean, have you seen the question yet? No. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and read it to you. And, um, and, and, and I know a lot of people, you know, they, they might be confused, but today, well, he's here to teach. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm here to teach. I mean, and it's something that I, this is a hundred percent original question. And it, this is going to be easy for people to lean one way because of the fact that accountability, people don't want to take accountability for things, but like I said, I'm, I'm here to teach and I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think American beauty standards influences more? Pedophilia or self-hate? It's definitely self-hate. Explain. Well, okay. Just from our culture, mm-hmm. that's the only perspective, perspective I could take. You know, it's all about the Brazilian butt lives or or, or everything like that because you see the the video vixens. They got all the ads. Is that, is, the that the norm, is that the norm? When I say American beauty standards, is that the first thing that comes to mind? Butt lifts? To, my, to my mind, yes. So, so I currently, like I mean, once again, <laughs> I, I could either learn or I could be here to teach. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but it, but but you, but just to, to run down everything, you see the, the Kylie Jenner lip plumper. You see um, the Brazilian butt lifts. You see... All the Instagram models, you see the fitness models, like that's the America we live through is like through our phones now. Like what okay. we see on Instagram is the America that we see now. So the American beauty standard currently is what? By definition? Yeah, I mean what do you what would you define it as? In the for the listeners out there, if you have a comment that you would want to say you define it as, let me know. <laughs> I I define it it's women, you you know, you need to have plump lips. You need to have a fat ass. You need to have long hair, whether it's yours or you bought it. For the men, you need to have a full beard. You need to be chiseled. You need to be, you know, well-dressed. You need mm-hmm. to be smart. You got to be successful. Like, those are the American standards. Now, to me, mm-hmm. you have to be the most physically fit, mm-hmm. the most good-looking, the most intelligent, the most successful person out here. Okay. And okay. And you think about that, but then you look at, Bill Gates. Ain't shit attractive about Bill Gates. Okay. You look at Jeff Bezos. Ain't shit attractive about Jeff. Okay. I don't know about Oprah though. Oprah. Oprah. What would you say about Oprah? What's what's unique about Oprah? I think Oprah's attractive. Why? Just just, just she because doesn't she have, aged she doesn't well. Have the, the, the I think Oprah aged stuff. well. Aged well, huh? I think she aged well. Like she she didn't have you know do the whole plastic surgery route, but she was naturally curvy because curves are in now. Okay. Oprah was just naturally curvy, remained naturally curvy, and she just aged gracefully. Okay. I mean, just, probably dyes her hair. I'm focusing and on that like word that. age that you're throwing out. Yeah, there. yeah. She aged gracefully. She yeah. aged like she was supposed to. She didn't you, you know realize, try to stay in the fountain of youth. You do realize that most of cosmetic surgery that's being done by women today is to revive youth, right? I, I thought that's always been what it was with the Botox and everything. So as you're reviving youth, what are you doing? You're de- age defying. You're, you're making yourself look younger. Yeah. 
So when you think about this now, in so many ways, we don't realize how we promote the 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 ideal of somebody chasing somebody that looks younger than they need, than they actually look. You see what I mean? Like everybody the, out the there, anti wrinkle creams and all this exactly. Other stuff, yeah. Everybody's out. Everybody out there is chasing youth, and they're trying to look like their younger self. And the thing that made me think about this one day was I was looking at a Hispanic girl, and I was like, man, I ain't seen you in a long time, and you still look the same way you did like when you looked in, in high school. And obviously, this I'm talking about damn near everything about her. So like she didn't age. Like she didn't age. Do you think she hasn't? She's having problems, you know, attracting men. No. Probably real easy for her. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> Just think about that. But but I, I get where you're going. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think women are out here trying to look like they were at 14. I think I think I think I think you find that prime, and I think women define their prime in their early 20s. And if you don't define your prime in your early 20s, please go to the SoundCloud account. <laughs> And comment when did you define your prime, your beauty prime? That's a good question. Uh, like when did you define your prime? Because see me, I would say that my prime is is now, goddammit, because I got this hair, I got the facial hair. Oh wow. Like, like cause I did the I did the how'd you age challenge. Like I went and I found the oldest picture I had as a display. Definitely picture. something that made me ask 2010. Yeah. And then like I now I was like, wow, facial hair, wearing clothes that actually fit. You see, know. So somebody that's twenty seven right now, looking at their seventeen year old self, who which which one do you feel like they think is more popping? They probably feel like their now self is more popping, right? It depends. Because, see, at 17, I was in athletics. So, my body was right. Oh. Now, I, ha- I have the option of going to the gym. Like, yeah. it wasn't mand- it's not mandatory anymore. Hmm. So, my body was a whole lot more right back then. Okay. But, granted, I was probably 160 pounds dripping wet. I'm about two fifteen right now, so you know I'm a little little more. But you, you but said it, that yourself. You feel as you've gained weight, and we already know this. Historically, for men, women have always wanted us to have that mature look. Yes, and that's just. It seems like it's been embedded in in uh, the American beauty standard because me people don't think about American beauty standards for men a lot. But the the ideal, I'm just saying, the ideal is you know we want to be like you said. 50 years ago, believe it or not, in the, in the, in the early, you know, in the mid-19th centuries, the, the bigger, huskier men got women more than the than the skinny, frail men. Yeah. Because it was, the bigger men were a status symbol. It showed that they had money. They ate good. They, people tend to still do that to this day. Because, once again, it's a status it's a status symbol. Just like somebody that, um, somebody that was tan back then, that was, that, that, that made, that means you probably were poor. Because that means you were working outside. You know what I'm saying? But then what Michael Jackson said now, people getting tanned for what reasons now? Because they wanna they wanna they wanna show that they have this exotic look. They wanna show that, you know, I I have I have the type of capabilities to go inside a tan salon and get a tan because, you know, I'm rich. It's similar to a, a person that, that wears, you know, a woman that has long fingernails. What does that mean if she wears long fingernails? It means she's an idiot. <laughs> it means that she doesn't do any physical labor. She doesn't have to do anything hefty. That's a status symbol. And obviously doesn't have to wipe her ass. <laughs> like a person that wears all white. A person that wears all white not fit to go dirty. No, you're not fit to get dirty at all. Exactly. You're on some, you're, you're, you're on some clean shit. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's so many ways that you look at the beauty standards and you look at what we accept in America as, as, as high status. And, and now... In my honest opinion, and, and and like I said, the question, it doesn't mean right or wrong. I have my answer. I feel firm about my answer because I feel like I feel like self-hate is easy to go with 
because we live in we we're living in a time right now where everybody feels like oh you know self love self love but if that's really the case then my question to every person out there that is is waking up trying to attain these American beauty standards are you not comfortable with your real self because I don't believe that my homegirls put on makeup because they feel that they're ugly I feel like it just makes them even even better you know what I'm saying so I don't I don't see that as self hate. I, I see that, you know, as somebody feeling like, you know, hey, I look good naturally, but I'm finna, I'm finna make my, my lips pop more. I'm finna make my, you know, my skin. I know my lips are plump. Yeah. I'm always, I'm going to draw more attention to my best feature. That's why people, that's why women wear red lipstick. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it sexualizes them, you know, whether they want to believe it or not. But that's, that's the reality. Like, I don't think that women I know that wear makeup necessarily wear makeup because they hate themselves. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think. But I do see, and that's why I'm, I wasn't even thinking about butt lifts and liposuction, and all this, all this, all this stuff. I think those are actions that may reflect that you might hate yourself, but not always. I feel like some people just feel like they could just be better, you know. And it's 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 a tug of war. It's it's a struggle, but I still don't think that they hate themselves. I just feel like people want to revive their youth. Yeah, <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, most twenty, most twenty-eight year old women that have had two or three babies now, what do they want to look like? They want to get their seventeen, eighteen year old body back. <laughs> I mean, you want you want the body before you had children. Yeah, Plain and and, and 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 this is in no way is saying that I understand why men are pedophiles or I understand why people are pedophiles. I'm just saying that if you pay close attention to American beauty standards, it's more than just self hate. It's a lot of funny shit going on to where you got to think about something. You got to, you have to look in a non-pedophile way. You got to go to a high school football game, a high school basketball game and look around you. And I want you to tell me confidently that you can tell me who the girls are and who the women are because they're starting to look the same. Just being honest, bro. I go in grocery stores. The, you see, the, the girls are dressing a little bit older and the women are dressing younger. And, and, and women are allowing it. And once again, because we, I know we have dickhead listeners out there that will try to twist my words, I'm definitely just pointing out that there are a lot of things going on in America right now that aren't promoting a culture that, is, that doesn't look sick and twisted from a distance. I think we're pro- promoting a sick, twisted culture. I believe that if I have a daughter, up until she can buy her own fucking clothes, she will dress conservative around me. I think it's just it's a respectability factor. I think Erica Abadu was probably one of the realest on this on this situation when she pointed out that you know it's it is only fair it is only fair for people in this primitive society that we live in to think about what's around them and that's I'm gonna just stop at that. You think about what's around you and you and you will do accordingly to keep yourself safe. Yeah, it's that simple. And do I care about 15, 14 year olds dressing like they they got jobs, dressing like they want to be future strippers. I don't. That's the that's the that's the problem with their parents. And I'm gonna teach my child to let him know that, you know, just what a woman is wearing doesn't mean she's inviting. Because of the simple fact that it don't even, what women what women wear these days don't even matter no more. Cause they don't even care what they wear. You got women that step out the house looking ragged and they they feel like they should get male attention. Well guess what? If you want male attention, sometimes you might just have to step it up. Maybe and you just have to remind. I mean, but if that's who you are, then that's fine. 
If you feel like you can go out here in sweatpants and get female attention or male attention, that's fine. That's fine. When I went to the grocery store today, I had on sweatpants and I had on slides. Did you purposely wear gray sweatpants? I didn't purposely wear gray oh, okay. sweatpants. Okay, just curious. I just, I mean, I, niggas out here trying to get it. This is true. This is, you're very true. Like, like that's our thought outfit. It's some gray sweatpants. Hey, man. I'm not a thought in any way. No. All right. All right, don't put me in that fucking category. I'm just saying that as a man, that that's our thought outfit. Like you got some Low gray key. sweatpants on, whatever you out there, you know, however you wear your gray sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like you know, I'm out there. I wasn't dressed my best. I was dressed to go to the store and go go to the house. That's yes, what I was doing. Yeah. I'm not trying to catch nothing, or anything like that. Yeah. So I can, in my mind, I was like, I'm not expecting any undue attention right exactly, now. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't dress my best, so I'm not expecting any undue attention. That's that's my thing where we draw the line. It's like when do when do because we all know that there's a certain group, there's a certain gender <laughs> that likes nonverbal communication more than actual verbal communication. And a lot of a lot of that gender tends to 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 do things in order to get a reaction. Both genders do it, but one gender is always going to do it more than the other just based on societal constructs. So, if a guy is going out and he has his Balenciaga shirt on with his with his with his belt with his nice belt showing. What is he doing? That's his status symbol to show. Hey, look at me! I got money. It's just a lot of times they don't. And just like I spent it all on these clothes. I spent it all on these clothes. On this exactly. And it's it's and it's normal for a woman to go out and be a little more revealing with what she wears. And, and think about this: when she goes out, because that's what people do to attract attention that's why the um the teacher bay that's why that raised such a debate because and, and to me that debate was important because we know for we no longer draw a line we no longer draw a line like you can wear whatever you want anywhere now because we are we have to be accepting of the fact that shit that's your wardrobe you got curves you ain't got to do nothing to cover them Okay, and my question is, you said, well, is, is her is her is her outfit? It's her outfit inappropriate or anything like that? It's like, sh- do you want her to wear a parka? Like, the like first, and, and 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 which is true. But the first thing I asked was, what does she wear when she goes out? When she's trying to get male attention? Yeah. <laughs> if she wears something similar, then hey, hey, <laughs> what are we doing? You can't wear your club clothes to work. <laughs> you, you, that's the norm now. Teachers are probably wearing their club clothes to work. Teachers are probably wearing their club clothes to church, you know, because we we in like once again the main focus of this conversation is to just realize that we are a, a sick and twisted culture now. We've got we've become so far gone, and I'm not the jury and executioner trying to judge people. I'm just it's just a reality check. What do we really want? Do we want to do we really want an America where people could come here and be like you know? I can I can I can go somewhere and I can tell you know what people have in mind. I can I can tell the the simple status symbols just by looking at certain people or going to certain neighborhoods, going to certain stores. I can tell what type of person it is. We can't tell no more. Just like we can't tell a fifteen year old from a twenty one year old no more. Yeah. Shit, crazy man. That's what, that's what I say. Like nine, nine times out of ten, the way that I'm dressed when I go somewhere, you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, Jay can't get financing anywhere," <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I dress when I. Hey, I put on slacks and a button up on a daily basis. When I don't have to put that on, I don't want to put it. Times on. were so times were so simple back then. That's all I'm pointing out. But what you're saying is true. Like when I go to the mall, I'm not trying to go to the mall fly. You know why? I don't want them niggas asking me nothing. <laughs> hey, sir, you need help? Uh, you, nah, bro. I don't need no help. I got this. I can read. 
If I need to go to the dressing room, that's pro- I probably ain't gonna ask you that unless I gotta ask you for, to unlock that bitch for us. <laughs> that's about it. I respect customer service, but I don't need y'all talking. I don't to need me. you hassling me. Yeah, that's why I go to the ball dressed like a bum myself. I just don't like people bothering me. I mean, shit, niggas ain't walking around with a bag of cash at the fucking car lot. No. Nope. You finna get swooped on. <laughs> oh, they got a bag of cash? Goddamn, we finna sell the most expensive car in this bitch. Yeah. He, he, he came to pay the price. Straight up. He didn't but, come to negotiate. But that's what I'm saying. So people do things intentionally and unintentionally nowadays, and they kind of get shocked at the outcome. But we've always been like that as humans. We prejudge. You know, so when we see certain things, we're like, that's what that must mean. And once again, I mean, the more and more we dive into our phones and the more and more we, we don't talk to people, we don't have conversations. So we're, we're, we're dealing with people that don't like talking to each other. So what's, the other what's, so what's another way to get a message? A lot of times people use their clothes. A lot of times people use their styles in order to, to give you an outlook on themselves. That's why people dress the way they dress. Yep. A lot of people, you know, they once again they may not want to admit it, but it's the truth. Even down to wearing wedding rings. <laughs> this this ring lets you, lets you know that I'm, I'm supposed to be off the merit. Yeah, and even and even it's it's dudes out there that wear fake wedding rings. <laughs> it's it's women that do it too, and they do it out of protection, like you know, hey, I'm, I'm married. Some man is is around me somewhere, you know. It's funny how that works. A man has a wedding ring on, he attracts women. Woman has wedding ring on. He, she, deter, she defers me. Not all the time. Not all the time. But the, time. the reality is, you know what happens. Yeah. Seven, I, I, seven I know when I'm out there looking for women, I look at that. Oh, she got a ring on. Ain't it's funny, man. I, I, I'm not it it took there. me a while to get used to doing that. I didn't even know what hand to look at for a long time. But I had homeboys that was doing that when they was 22, 23. Second nature. I'm like, Jesus. Like, y'all boys own it. Like, <laughs> I probably started doing that like three years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, wouldn't worry about that shit because I kind of feel like once again this is nonverbal communication. You're in a bar, you're in a club, you're with your friends, y'all getting ratchet. <laughs> y'all acting like single women for the most part, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And back then, you're out here having a good time, basically. But with the with the way things are going now, single women and married women they they move alike. They're single friends. men and married men we move alike. But you know, there's not much difference. There's not much difference in in our everyday movements other than the fact of. What we go home to. But when we out, we all look the same, bro. Yeah. It used to be different. Times used to be simpler. Or maybe I'm just getting older. I'm just noticing more. But I definitely I definitely stand firm in my belief that I don't believe that the American beauty standard is promoting either one more. I think in, in, mo- in most cases, people do need to realize that I think self-hate, self-hate is a cop-out because, I mean... It's a lot of people out there that are accepting of themselves and still try to strive for American beauty standards because they just want to be popping more. They just want more attention. They just want to be better. They don't hate themselves. Yeah. It ain't self-hate at all. And they don't know that in the midst of that, they're doing something that might be promoting a culture that is probably going to become normalized in three to five years. And that's scary. When pedosexuals are running around here, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because because the the the, the fact of the matter is it's scary as fuck to know that it's 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 pedophiles out here, and, and people need to understand to be a pedophile is it's as simple as having sexual attraction to children. And in America, a child is under seventeen. Am I right or wrong? You're right. So if, if a dude is out there staring at a fifteen, sixteen year old ass, what is he doing? He's committing a pedophile act. 
Now, we can't incriminate people based off thought alone, but that, that because her ID is stapled to her back when he's looking at her backside. You know, I'm saying, I'm telling you, man, if you want to do it for a sport, go to a local event, go somewhere, fucking. No, nah, don't do it for a sport, please don't do. No, it. no, no, no. As I'm talking about, as a sport, as a person, I want you to look at the eyes of the men around you. That's that's oh that's how hard. they just naturally drift. Yeah, I'm not telling you to go look at women's ass. I'm saying to look at the eyes of the men around you and see what they're looking at, and you'll be you'll be surprised. Shit, if you're with your dad, look at his eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you will be surprised. And maybe you won't be surprised, but I know. I know it because I've seen it and I've noticed it. I'm like, damn, like, it's a crazy world we live in. And and it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be long before that 50-year-old dude is preying on his daughter's his, well, this happens already. It's just not normalized. It's not accepted yet. But it's plenty of dads out there have 15, 16-year-old daughters messing with their daughter friend, keeping the shit a secret. I mean, we we see in Texas alone how many Student-teacher relationships there are. Think about how many less people you will have in a jail cell if you normal if you normalize that. It's fucked up. It's fucked up to think about. But America, America's a corporation, and they're proving that by this government shutdown, because the, the this corporation that we live in is treating us like dollars. They're treating us like pieces. We're not people. But yeah, we can go on forever about this. But it's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to think about it, don't think about it. And I won't blame you no one <laughs> I won't blame you either way. But yeah. What you got, man? I know, I'm just chilling, man. You just chilling? I'm chilling. I hope, I'm this, I hope this week is good for you. Thank you, sir. I hope I hope I get a paycheck tomorrow. I, I think it's gonna open back up this week. Have to dip into my rainy day funds, but I mean Yeah, it's unfortunate. Rain we don't does want that come. we don't want that car to get repossessed, so do what you gotta do. Rain does come, so Yeah, it does. Preparation. Organization. Organization limits chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't get rid of it. Doesn't get rid of but it. But it limits, limits chaos. It, limits it. Limits it. Definitely. Um, remember, Vice is my movie recommendation for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy you. I appreciate the recommendation from you and Pineapple. Hopefully, I can get to Ozark sooner or later. Funny but, thing uh, about you is that it aired on Lifetime before it came to Netflix. Like it was on Lifetime back in September. Man, it definitely had a lifetime vibe to it. Let it says Netflix original, so that's you know I just went on that vibe, but uh, no, it's not a Netflix original. It, it definitely had a lifetime vibe to it, but just to me, it had a predictability nature to it. I like a lot of the literary parallels they had, like the Frankenstein, the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. I mean, it, it was it was nice. It was it was nicely written, uh, but I'm I'm good. I don't need another season. Yeah. Just like I don't, I don't need another season of Sinner. I'm good. Punisher comes out this weekend. Punisher comes out this weekend. That means I need to finish Daredevil. Yeah, I have do. three episodes left. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but uh, still haven't seen Aquaman. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just still not excited about it. Dragon Ball um, Brawley comes out on Wednesday. Really? Yep. Sixteenth. Oh wow! What's what service? In theaters. Really? I thought that was a, I thought that was gonna be a stream in theaters. Oh wow! Are you excited? Are you a big Dragon Ball fan? I'm not a big fan, but I am excited to go see this movie. Yes. Okay. You are you a fan of anime just in general, or just you just like the few? I just like the few. Okay. Okay. All right. You got words of advice? Uh, I always got words of advice. You do. I guess I'll just start with mine. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Um, relate to the intro. Um. Dawson. His name was Jack Daw- Dawson, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah that he's, sounds he's a fictional right. character anyway. 
But um, I've always appreciated that mindset of, you know, being grateful for every day. And I feel like that's that's all I have to say. I mean, it's 2019. Um, regardless of how your 2018 or your 2017 was in your head, we're here now. And you should be thankful for that alone. So just be grateful for that. And I guarantee you, you approach every day a lot differently. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I will pass the microphone to Javier. Hola. Uh, <laughs> um, no, for my words of advice, um, again, to keep it very simple, everybody has a slice of the pie out there. So just make sure that you focused on your own and not trying to eat everybody else's pie. Like... I don't know if you feel or believe that your destiny has been predetermined, you know, on this on this earth. But just do believe that there is something out there for you. There is some reason that you are here and it's your job to figure out that reason and to capitalize on that reason. So go after your slice of the pie. <laughs> get that pie. Even if it's apple. I did get an apple pie today. I was craving it. Is, it, is apple pie supposed to be bad? No. Oh, cool. okay. What's your favorite pie? I'm a key lime pie guy, actually. You had that in your refrigerator. Right? Yeah. No. It scared me a little bit. Never, I've never seen one in person. It was okay. Weird. Okay. So my mom's <laughs> been making that for me as a as since I was a kid, right? Uh-huh. And when I was a kid, you know, oh, this is a key lime pie, and I was like, well, key limes are, you know, limes are green. Uh-huh. I was like, why isn't this pie green? Uh-huh. So since I was a kid, she puts the food coloring in there so that it'll be green. You're a spoiled bastard. No, my mother just loves me. <laughs> wow. That's all that is. My mother just loves wow. me and protects my innocence. I hope. Even after 31 years. I hope she can keep up. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. We thank you for listening. <laughs> but ever since the dawn of civilization, People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?